0: Welcome to Road School Moms Radio, where education meets adventure, right here on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Mary Beth Goff, the road trip teacher, sharing my adventures in homeschooling from behind the wheel of my RV,
1: currently in America's backyard. And I'm Holly Giles from the Giles Frontier sharing my experiences in parenting right here on my back porch in Central Florida. Join us as we share our Christian perspective on parenting and home education. So find yourself a quiet, cozy spot and let's share a little time together.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Greetings Road School Moms. It is episode 172 of Road School Moms Radio. I'm here in Central Florida with my buddy Holly from the Giles Frontier. We're on her back porch and this is an episode called Lessons from Laura and you know how excited I am to be doing this here (laughs) with you right here
1: in your backyard. I love it here. Well what's neat about this episode is we just had our Pioneer Day yesterday Mm -hmm. which was such a lovely day. It was awesome. It was so beautiful. The weather was perfect. We had almost 30 children here. It was a sold-out
0: event. Yes, it was. I love that. Well, I don't love it because some people missed it, but... They did. I love it that it was full, and it was full of laughter, and it was just so much fun. I'm so glad that we were here. My kids got to enjoy it. Yes.
1: And the word for the day that all the families kept coming up with was joy. Yes. And as we all sat around that night and talked about the day and why families thought that it was joy is because it was just a simple day
0: don't you think yes there wasn't a lot of frills it wasn't you know it really
1: wasn't crazy it was it was just it was uncomplicated it was the things that we did the handicrafts and the stations everything truly was simple obviously from the pioneer days and everything that we organized for that day was based on Prairie Life and Pioneering Days and obviously Laura Ingalls Wilder and so we thought we wanted to bring you our lessons from Laura that we we just felt we learned actually like we learn a lot from Laura
0: don't we we do long before I ever knew you long before I ever had the pleasure of helping you with Prairie Life in the beginning or any of that stuff we've done I'm a Laura Ingalls fan from way back and I honestly always resonates with me the things that that she done and how she done things and I've always thought of that I mean it sounds crazy but I always did or I always have thought what would Laura do in certain situations (laughs) and I'm not saying that she's right up there with Jesus you know like what would Jesus do I don't mean that I just mean that sometimes I would when things go wrong or life seems too much or I get overwhelmed, I always I always think, yeah, this is how come it was so much easier in Laura's day. And I, always, you know, I do find myself sometimes wishing that I had my bonnet and I was back with the wagon's hoe
1: in that time this period. This is true. And, you know, we all equate our thoughts to Little House on the Prairie and the books and the TV series. But, you know, Laura herself really was a brilliant person. She was,
0: very accomplished. And if
1: you learn more about her life, and readings. I don't know if you've read she used to write for a Missouri paper. Right. And what she writes, honestly, she you would write today. Like the way she thought is the way many of us feel today. She was very
0: progressive in her thinking for her time period. I don't know, you know, I had the, the pleasure last summer of traveling around to some of the places that she lived and visited some of the museums. And it was so awesome to see some of the works that were written by her, some of the pictures of her family that no one really sees. If you don't, if you ever get a chance to do any of those things, Road School I Moms. I I know, I hope we get the chance to do it together because I was so, I walked around to those places half the time with my mouth open because I just couldn't believe how, how accomplished she was and progressive for her lifetime yes. or for her time period. Yes,
1: and I think that's why we still cling to her today And then I still meet families who have not read the books and get excited about Mm -hmm. it. But for today's episode, we have really chosen four things that we want to bring in as our lessons from Laura. Mm -hmm. And number one is living simply. And I have a quote from her that says, I am beginning to learn that it is the sweet, simple things of life which are the real ones after all. And isn't that so true in many things that we do. We think we have to have and have and do. And in the end, just like kids, you know, buying expensive toys, what do they do? They play with the box. It's that type of idea. Really, no frills.
0: I've got to tell you what one of Tori's favorite things was yesterday. And it's so simple. And when I thought about how you integrated it with with the Pioneer Day, it was so funny. Like the laundry. What was it? It was a simple clothesline with some clothespins and one of those cute little dress holders like my Grammy had at her clothesline many years ago. And a bucket with sudsy water. And a bucket of clean water. (laughs) And what did they do? They sat out there and they had the most fun playing laundry. I mean, how many of y'all have a couple buckets and some dish soap and some clothes that you can throw out there? It's amazing how long right. they've
1: done that. And you can say, oh, well, that's cute. I'm sure it was little kids. We had children here up to the age of 14, mm-hmm. 15 years old. Yep. And they were out there. Boys and girls both. Giggling. Laughing. Doing laundry. Running around. It was great. And so when I think about that, I think of all the things that we bring into our life, all the stuff. hmm all of the chaos Mm -hmm. I think that stuff can bring chaos and sometimes we have so much that it's a job to keep up with it don't you think
0: yes and I if you know how overwhelmed you can get with that imagine what your kids are no what I don't care whether they're 3 13 or whatever I think that that is where we have forgotten
1: that life really doesn't have to be all that complicated It doesn't, and I'm going to go off topic briefly. It really does have to do with it. It just brought to my mind how parents these days say, oh, well, we have to do this because my kids get bored so easily. Mm -hmm. And if you've been listening, we just talked about that a few episodes ago, and moms and dads... Take the stuff away. Being bored is what brings creativity. I'm going to stop you right there and say yes, take their
0: things away, but I learned this. We already talked about this, so I'm not going to go through it all. But it starts with you, road school moms. It right. starts with you. Put your phone down, put your tablet down, put your device down, put your book down, or whatever it is that is occupying your time for an hour, for two hours, and just unoccupy yourself and then unoccupy your kids. And you will be amazed at the magic that happens. It really does. And those two hours are going to turn into more hours. And before you know it, you'll be having a whole day of
1: simple. Right. But also, I I don't think even... Yes, it does have to do with our tablets and things like that but it also has to do with a parent's mentality of they have to keep their kids busy yeah because I think then they don't quite know what to do with them Mm -hmm. and that's when you go about your life what does life this is our next topic hard work is we're doing laundry we're washing dishes we're preparing food Bring the kids into that. You would be amazed at how many parents I have spoken to who said, you know, I had no idea that my son loved to cook Yeah, until he came in and started learning how to chop food, and now he wants to help me in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And it's those type of things if they aren't brought in to learn it and well, just given this, okay, go do this right. so that I can cook dinner. Well, when we
0: talked a little bit about this in our, sh- in our show episode, Being Enough that you really have to teach alongside your kiddos because you want to teach them how you do things but also to give them the opportunity to learn from what you're doing it requires repetition this is no different than the things that they learn in their schoolwork or the things that they learn in life skills works the same way they have to do things repetitively over and over again before they can learn it and guess what they might do it a little different and that's okay let them make their mistakes that's how they learn from them and it's you know don't always be so quick
1: to correct them and show them your way let them find their own way well here here comes another quote is letting them do their best their best is not going to be your best Mm -hmm. for sure so here laura says every job is good if you do your best and work hard
0: Polly, that's so funny. I know that quote and you didn't finish it
1: because the rest of that quote says
0: that a man who works hard stinks. Uh-oh. Oh, we know about stinking because we, yeah, got we boys. have boys, we got yep. boys, but a man who works hard stinks only to the ones that have nothing to do but smell.
1: Ooh, that kind of stabs you, doesn't right? it?
0: I know, but I love, I love things. I love quotes like that because it really makes you think and it's so true. And that's she was that way. Right. Right. She said those things. And some of the quotes that she says really resonates farther beyond than what you know, it's elementary
1: until you really think about it. Right. Because if you're not working, if you're a mom, you're working. Right. Mm -hmm. You are working because you've got all these things to Mm -hmm. do and we're a mom of boys my boys have had to work since they were young work for their own money my 15 year old has a lawn business and boy howdy does he stink (laughs) (laughs) and he works hard and his stink proves Mm -hmm. that he works hard but that is important to us to instill that in him to work for what he's got Mm -hmm. and it it has done amazing things for his own character mm-hmm. in doing that as well. So working hard whatever that looks like at the age and at your children, instilling that work ethic mm-hmm. young, I think can make a difference yep. in their future.
0: Yep. Lead by example. There's where that yes. comes in as well. Yes. And that leads us to, you know, working hard. Usually if you're you know, if you're a hard
1: worker, you come from a hard working family, right? Yes, and, and hard working means different things right hardworking because you have businessmen you have guys that work outside oh, but they absolutely. all work hard they all yeah. work hard and and what are they working for their family their family right which that brings us to our next topic our next point is family you know family was the heart of the pioneer life if you think about it they depended on mm-hmm. each other even sometimes for their own survival you think about traveling west and what they had to give up to do that a lot of sacrifices sacrifices and even the young ones you know had to you had to be a lookout you had to know how to do you know mechanics even though it was on a wagon you had to know how to handle your cattle if you took that your horses all those things and you were dependent on each other mm-hmm. for survival
0: for lots of things for food for you know for shelter and all that but also for protection and Definitely. for just getting through the night sometimes I mean I know it sounds like oh we're you know, you can almost hear the, the wolves calling in the background. But, the, I mean, I'm not trying to be dramatic. But it, it really does go to the heart of that. And, and it's, it's true today, even though it's a little different scenario. But really, it, simply, family is still just as important as it was then for survival. Everyone still needs to work together. And, you know, the heart of your family really is your home. And, you know, you should be there for each other for protection. Older siblings need to look out
1: for le- younger siblings. that sort of thing and if you think about that even you were talking a hundred years ago but even I don't know what would you say maybe even up to 75 years ago your family unit was your source of socialization Mm -hmm. it was your source on how you learned to behave by looking at older siblings caring for younger siblings there's a whole dynamic on how they grew, grew in character, grew in knowledge, was from the family unit. And staying close in their later years, if you think about that time period, uh, some people did move away. They had to, maybe it was homesteading and that type of thing, but generally, families stayed close, and being together was very important. Mm -hmm. You think about, you know, the story when they go to the grandmother's house, Yes. And they have the party, the sugaring off party, mm-hmm. and what a grand thing that was! Every year we go to Grandma's, we do the sugaring off party, and Ma gets dressed up in her pretty dress with the buttons and the green color, mm-hmm. and and that was a memory she carried her whole life because all the family was there—the crazy uncle who blew the bugle, and mm-hmm. you know the grandpa that did the dance and swinging Grandma, and so all of her memories really focus on family,
0: right? Memories and traditions that are made. Those are all important.
1: Yes. So. Yes. And I, so I have another quote for you. So this one I love because it, you really have to soak it in. So we have to say it a couple of times to really let it soak in, which if you look at the three points you've already talked about, which was living simply hard work and family. So this is what Laura says. The true way to live, is to enjoy every moment as it passes. And surely it is in the everyday things around us that the beauty of life lies. Wow, that's pretty deep. It is, and it's the simple things, because what is going on right now as we are talking that is so simple and so beautiful, but it mesmerizes us? Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, the reason I keep... (laughs) Well, <laughs> wandering office,
0: because I'm watching your chickens yes. scratch
1: around the yard. I it's love the, chicken the, chicken I it. the chicken channel. That's what I call it. The chicken channel. That's hilarious. There's something so beautiful in the simplicity of watching those chickens scratch around. Mm-hmm. They do it every day. They scratch around. They are not paying attention to what anybody else is doing. And that, that's Mine their, their life. own chicken They're business. Fun. What's so funny to me,
0: we've been here with you all week. Your family has been so hospitable. The thing that Tori has enjoyed the most, she cannot wait until the chicken lays an egg. How simple is that?
1: I know. She's so excited. Every morning, can I go check the nest? Can I go check the next
0: nest? I know.
1: So, I don't know. If you're in an RV, then I guess you probably maybe can't have chickens.
0: Although, you know, there are some families who have chickens. What did you say? There are some families that travel on the road that I've. I come thought across that's what that you ha- said. Yeah, that have chickens. Really? Yes, I'll. Post- How do you travel with chickens? I'm not for sure because I've never had the, I've never had the opportunity to be at the same places they are. But I know that I'll post some of the, um, Facebook page links to their travels in our show post because it's pretty amazing. I want to hear about that. I'd like to see that chickens on the road.
1: Yeah. If we have any listeners, go to our Facebook page. If you have chickens on the road, and send us a picture. I want to see that. Mm -hmm. That would be our Road School Moms group where you can post, right? Right. In our Road School Moms group. Yes. Because I want to see that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Fresh eggs on the road. There you go. Traveling omelets. Traveling omelets. (laughs) Well, our last point we wanted to talk about today is use what you have. You're so good about this. And you know,
0: it's funny because when I'm around you, you make me, I mean, this is a thing that rubs off on others. So that's why, it. that's why this is good. Lessons from Laura, you know, it rubs off on one to another, to another, to another. Like your chandelier
1: above us is so beautiful. And it, I mean, what is that? It's trash. Now I do have a caveat here. I was... Partly raised by both my grandmothers, maternal and paternal grandmothers, who lived through the depression. And both of them, today you might call them hoarders, but they saved everything. They reused it. Somebody might need it. Mm-hmm. And if you need it, I I've got it. And they taught me how to, my grandmother would say, make over, how you make over things. Mm-hmm. So if you can't use it for this, use it for that. And for me, it's partly necessity why I do that, but then it's partly ingrained in me how to do that. And so, yes, my chandelier is part mason jar, part planter that I got out of the garbage. (laughs) And, you know. I'm putting a picture of that. Yeah, we'll put a picture of that.
0: It's so cute. I absolutely love it.
1: But you know what my favorite thing out here on the porch of reuse? What? I don't know that you know even what it is. My chicken water over there. Oh, do you see that? Cute. Yes, I do now. And I actually talked about this. I might have done a Facebook Live about it. I know we did it over the holidays. Uh, repurposing things is okay. If you have chickens and you have those metal chicken waters, it's a. I'm just going to say suction. Okay, how the top fits into the bottom, and overuse of lifting those the suction that valve just gives out, and you have you can't use it anymore. And I didn't want to throw it away, so I took the bottom of the chicken water, drilled holes in it, and I'm using it as a planter. We can put a picture of that yeah. up as well. That is my favorite thing. So I have two of them, actually. I have one out there by the swing. But that's something so simple. I didn't have to go and buy a planter. I can change out my plants in the season. And that's, you know, it's galvanized, so it's sort of cool looking, yeah. you know. It's a little rusty and... um that's my favorite, that's my favorite thing. So that's what I love repurposing and reusing. So I was thinking how we're a throwaway society these mm. days. And I think it might've started in our generation, Mary Beth, when we were younger, Probably. when you know, more easily readily available things came along and you know, the paper plates and all those things that make it so easy. Well, it was such a progression. I mean, I can
0: remember my grandma had those really cool refrigerator dishes. That's what you always... Refrigerator dishes. That she put in, you know, she would keep things in them. They were just those little Pyrex with the glass lids. Mm -hmm. You know, some of them were depression glass or whatever. And then somewhere along the line, there was Tupperware replaced that i mean there was a progression between there but it was a tupperware well then came those throwaway rubbermaid things oh, and yeah and ziploc bags i mean honestly we just you're you're right you can take so many things and just trace it back to where it came from and look at all that you know that we've accumulated on this planet
1: just right with and the it's overuse easy that. well and it's convenience it Let's, is you know we love convenience mm-hmm. i love convenience don't get me wrong but I think let's encourage everyone just to take a simple thing. you like, don't go crazy because you know how that goes. Mm-hmm. If you go all in, something's going to happen and it's not going to work out. Find something simple that you can look at and say, huh, what could I do with well, that? Well, I can tell you can what, when
0: we first started traveling, you know, we've been on the road six years, whatever it's been. And when we tr- started traveling, I, you started using paper plates and paper cups because Honestly, I didn't want to have to mess with doing the dishes or whatever. And somewhere along the line, it's been about two years ago, my kiddos actually were like, I wish we had real dishes. (laughs) I was like, oh, gosh, okay. But we did. We bought a set of Corel dishes, and I I stopped myself at the store. I don't even buy it. I think, nope, we can do without it. We don't need paper plates. We don't need plastic cups. Everybody, you know, there's plenty of dishes in the cabinet. We're going to use them. And even though that, you know, I don't need a badge or anything or a pat on the back. It's just that's my way in my brain of knowing that that's at least one thing I can do. That's however many less paper plates there's going to be in a landfill somewhere.
1: Yes. And I, I will tell you, I'm going to confess, Mary Beth and her family are staying here. And I knew you were going to think this was a target to you. That's not what I meant. (laughs) No, I'm just saying it's the truth. We've been busy and so we have been using paper plates and paper cups for my convenience. We're still running the dishwasher every day because Mm -hmm. of the cooking, but the paper plates are really nice. And, and I think once in a while that's perfectly fine. Absolutely. You know, we have these plates, you know, when your kids are little, those melamine, um, type plates Mm -hmm. and, um, that you get that are just kiddie stuff. We're still eating on those. And so not long ago, my husband says, can't we have real plates? <laughs> and I said, well, I've taken our real plates and put them up because I don't want them to get broken. I mean, even though our kids are older, they still break oh, stuff, my you know? Yes. Yes. So we're still eating on melamine plates with little hula huts and John Deere tractors or something tractors like that. and you know, the that's ABCs funny. or something like that. I don't know. That's um, so that's what we're doing. I'm going to add one more thing to our list We have living simply, hard work, family, and use what you have. But I want to say love because I think that's what brings it all together. There is a quote that she said is that the real things haven't changed. So in Mm. my mind, it's love and it's family. Love means family, right? She was so smart. She was very smart. I kind of wish she was sitting with us here on the
0: back porch. I always think that, right? That it would be so fun to have been her friend. I mean, obviously it would have been fun to be her friend when she was small. But honestly, she was so accomplished. But not until later in her life.
1: This is true. Did she all these wonderful things. Did you know, how? wasn't she was she in her 40s when yes. she wrote those books she
0: was and you know something else when we were talking about her being so accomplished it's amazing to me how accomplished her daughter was rose yes i mean she traveled internationally in that time period she you know she had formal
1: schooling she i mean their family was really quite amazing it was it was and I, I think it's lovely that all of those, many of those things are preserved at the different locations. Uh-huh. You've been able to visit some. That's and so interesting. That's one of my, you know, I've met so many people on the road at homeschool conventions that have been there and done that. Uh-huh. And it left such an impression on them, which really makes you think she's, I think she would be considered if you have the chance not only to read you know, the series Little House in the Prairie and the Big Woods and all those about her childhood, but to really read her writings mm. later on and that she really was a great woman with a lot of knowledge. And she, but she didn't cut you slack either. Mm-mm. She, she knew what a woman's job was. Yes. And I don't mean, you know, woman versus man. She was all about being a mom, mm-hmm. she was all about being a wife and how important that was and that those came first, and then sharing her knowledge and teaching. She really was teaching through mm-hmm. her writings that she did in the newspaper.
0: Yes, she was a very good example. Yes. A very good
1: example to others. Definitely, definitely. Gosh, you make me want to just get in the car <laughs> and I don't know. <laughs> let's go put her bonnets on and, I don't know, let's go Do make some, some butter. Well, we could do some laundry. Oh, no, let's make butter. Because then we butter. can eat it. Yeah. With eat some, some bread. butter. I still have some honey wheat bread left that we made. This girl makes
0: <laughs> her own bread. She, I mean, <laughs> honestly, when you come here, you, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm at the, yeah, the Giles Frontier feels like a little house plantation. I oh, come it. on. Well, just a little sometimes. Just don't step in
1: the chicken poo on your way in the house. Well, you That's know. That's the thing.
0: Somebody tracked it in your house I seen. Yes, they did. Probably one of my kids. That's okay. It happens all the time. Sorry about that.
1: (laughs) That's where there's that big sign at the door that says, wipe your feet. I want to put check for chicken poo, but my husband's like, don't put that on there.
0: (laughs) That's funny. Well, you know what? (laughs) This has all been so fun. Lessons from Laura is probably one of my favorite subjects that we've done so far on this podcast together, and I know... From how successful Pioneer Day was the other day that I'm sure you're going to do more Yes, we're definitely going
1: to do it again, probably very soon. Mm -hmm. And if you can notice, Road School Moms, our demeanor from our last episode to now, how calm we are, how nostalgic we are. Because we're just really, we're back yesterday with those families, thinking about the beautiful day here. We had so many children dressed up. yes. We had little Laura's running everywhere and laughing and giggling and just soaking it all in.
0: Well, and you might be thinking, oh, this is so nice, but really, uh, you know, they're going to dress up for the day. I can tell you that Tori got into her little house last year and she's nine, you know, she's, she's still on the younger side. She's at the age of that. She's a good age, but you know what? She is so interested in the books. She's so interested in the stories and it really, it's just, it's, it's, teaching it just keeps going on and on and it's something that she is interested in and it keeps
1: her imagination alive and
0: it keeps her learning and I'm isn't that what road school is all about
1: it is and don't think that these books are just for girls right they are definitely boy books I have only boys we've gone through them three times and just to think about how these books can touch your life Mm-hmm. Tori who was amazing. She was our Laura who was directing Laura's Playhouse down there and doing the games and the toys. You know, my oldest son Grayson loved those books. He he actually got interested in learning how to tan uh, and hunting and one of part of our lunch yesterday was the venison stew mm-hmm. that he harvested his own deer. Yep. And we had a message remember last night from one of the family saying that they, the kids were like, oh, I don't want to eat that. And that was their favorite part. And they came back twice to eat that. And they thanked us for, you know, showing them that for allowing them to be a part of it. And Grayson, who loves history, right? Mm -hmm. And so from learning through the little house books, he was out there doing a class about history with the children. So These, you know, this type of learning can affect your kids for years to come that you don't know.
0: Right. And it really gives them a chance to rabbit trail. We've used that. Mm -hmm. We've probably overused that word, but it really is. It's what I strive for in my house. I want them to learn. I'm trying to find what they want to learn about because I know they will learn so much better than anything that I can find for them. Right.
1: What you said the other day was they'll learn in spite of you. Mm Mm-hmm. So even though, yes, I wanted to read Little House in the Big Woods to my boys and they, they, I don't think that they balked at it because they didn't know, you know, early on what it was. And honestly, there's a ton of boy stuff in there and it made them want to learn more. Well, and And that stuck with us for years. Exactly. And there's so much other things out there on that
0: Prairie Life time period. And it's a really important time in our country and it teaches all kinds of things on all kinds of different levels. It's, a great place to start things
1: that are gone now from our society things that are gone and it's it's teaching them things that aren't taught today if your children it's good to just hear about it whether you ever do anything with it or not well my grandma always said you can't never you never know
0: where you're going if you don't know where you came from and so I think that's always stuck with me
1: just like the canning class that we had that sold out in days and I was like man I didn't know everybody was interested in canning and what moms are saying is no one ever taught us how we want to learn. I was you know? so lucky,
0: but I know that it's not common, but I was so lucky. My Grammy taught me how to put mm-hmm. up corn. We have put up beans and pickles and all that thing. And when you were talking about reusing that, I, I mean, girl, that, if you didn't wash out a Ziploc bag, if she had it there or tinfoil <laughs> that got on taken my off. my counter right now? The right? Ziploc up. You so take yeah. off tinfoil off of a pie. Then, you know, you wipe it off and yeah, you use it you for reuse something it. later.
1: You did not throw you that stuff away until it was unusable. Mm-hmm. So. And you don't have to have a garden. You don't have to go all out. Mm-mm. You can go down to the farmers market, buy a flat yeah. of strawberries, and right. make some jam. I mean, it's I'm gonna say it's that easy. But you you have a sense of accomplishment, and you have stuff for your family. I know it's jam. I mean, it's not. But that's a step in self preservation, right. self learning, self what I'm, what is that word I'm trying to, you know taking care of your well, family survival survival I mean, it's, you know, right. like
0: it's kind of a survival skill and so right. it is self-preservation mm-hmm. so well there you have it lessons from laura is our official title today but it really was kind of more like i don't
1: know i don't know but we'll definitely share some photos in our show notes with for you from our prairie day so you can see what we're talking about right uh, the pictures of tori out there um Grace in teaching yep couple of things will we want to share with you and watch our schedule
0: because i know there's pioneer days to come and other classes to be had and other road school moms event on the calendar so yeah thank you for, for joining, joining us. us today safe travels god bless wait so hannah tell me what homeschool looks like at your house
1: well, it's a little different every year, but as a general rule, we um, homeschool on a schedule that works for our family, and we do a mix of sort of more traditional bookwork and unschooling and lots of field trips and travel.:
0: I see. So do you homeschool or do you road school from your back porch or from behind the wheel?
1: Honestly, both, but we love to be behind the wheel. We um, love to be traveling around Florida, and we also like to venture out of state. Um, we did a wonderful um, road trip to Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, um, and we had just the best time.
0: Well, fun. Well, we'll look forward to seeing you down the road. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Please remember to share your review with iTunes. Stay connected with the Road School Moms team from wherever in the world you are. Like our Facebook page for all the latest news and join our private group for a more personal connection. You can also check our Pinterest boards for more resources and encouragement. Connect with me, Mary
1: Beth, through my website at roadtripteacher.com. We invite you to leave comments, ask questions, and leave your prayer requests at roadschoolmoms.com. There, you can subscribe to our newsletter to keep up with all our adventures. To connect with me, Holly, visit thegilesfrontier.com. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.